Hi, I'm Nathan Page. And I'm Drew Shannon, and this is the Make Your Fucking Bed Podcast. Start with side A. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we could probably be like, "Welcome to the podcast." Oh, yeah, yeah. We okay. <laughs> we could say that. Yeah. We well, we could say something like, "Welcome to the podcast," or we could say something like, uh, "Welcome to make your fucking bed," or all of this is gold. Yeah. I guess I just assumed that we would do like a pre-recorded intro that would. Oh, I sort see. Of lead us ah, in. Fuck it. We're leading ourselves in now. All right. Let's just. Uh, well, welcome to Make Your Fucking Bed. Episode one. We're doing it. I'm just going to tell everybody what your idea was. Please, far <laughs> better at it than I am. His idea was to reach out to people and ask them why they need a mixtape, and then he would make a mixtape for them and send it to them. And he got an enormous response of letters, like 50 or so emails within the first little while of Just it being. a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and it was amazing. That's an amazing response, first of all. Jesus. It was, it was really, really cool. And I mean, each one was just so... I was amazed at how personal the stories were right off the bat, like without having any product to show any like, you know, this is how I'm going to do it. Um, people right away were like, yes, I need a mixtape. Here is why. Yeah. You just threw the idea out there and people were like, Oh my God. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. Well, and that helped me realize that it was, I, I had been underestimating (laughs) the power of the Mm mixtape and, uh, you know, I'm the fool for it, (laughs) but well, and I think that's why when you're uh, overwhelmed, you ask your friends. And that's <laughs> I was overwhelmed. Like I, I did this. I did this in the summertime, thinking, uh, you know, this will be a neat little project. And I was expecting responses like, "Oh, my cat needs a mixtape," or uh, "I need a mixtape for this sweet D and D character that I rolled." And I was thinking like, "Oh, I'll, I'll do like a mixtape of almost like." You know, wrestler intro music for this awesome uh, D and D character. That sounds all too easy, actually. It does sound. It is too easy, <laughs> and I, you know, as I said, I was the fool for thinking that would. Because here's the thing about mixtapes: people don't take them lightly. They don't give them lightly. They don't receive them lightly. That's true. And they're always coming from a very personal place. That's the only way it works. Yeah, and um, I think that when people get more personal with you. In these letters, it was like, oh, right. That's right. I had to reassess. Yeah. I had to reassess because, yeah, it was it was a really good check-in to be like, no. Yeah. I got to, you know, people are taking this very seriously. I need to take it very seriously. And I need, uh, and then with that, the idea of a blog sort of fell apart. Yeah. So Nathan came to me with the idea of doing it as a podcast where maybe we could kind of tag team it where we'll look at the letters and we'll read the letters that he's received, maybe pick one or two to do a podcast out of and the initial just to see how it would go. So that's sort of this. And, and then we decided to each take a side of a tape. So I'd curate a side, he'd curate a side, and then we'd come together and talk about it on the podcast. So you're basically listening to what is the, you know, culmination of that idea 
and the you know from Nathan's beginning to this now and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in I think we might as well just dive right in so let's read the letter first I have two kids with autism they're four and two and they love music we get caught in loops listening to the songs from Wes Anderson movies Russian composer composers and the show Steven Universe Caring for them doesn't leave me with a lot of time to find new things, and their dad is currently living in Toronto while we apply for his green card and are staying with my mother on the coast of Alabama. It's been a hard month, and I'd really love to share something new with them to make them happy. I love this idea and think it's incredibly kind. I I realize you said it's been a hard month, and <laughs> it's several months on, but <laughs> hopefully it still rings true for what you were experiencing at that month during that month, but also hopefully you've been reunited um, with with your partner, their dad, at this point, because mm-hmm. that was several months ago. Um, so, anyway, I wanted to start with this. Like we 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 talked about which letter to start with, and there were a few that we really wanted to get under our belts right away because we felt connect like a, a connection, a draw to them. And this one in particular, um, for me, um, up until the month before putting out the idea for the podcast, I, I had been a therapist for children um, who have autism. And so often families um, who are dealing with, who have children on the spectrum can kind of feel like they're living on an island because, you know, the shared experiences they hear so much about from other parents, they don't, they have different views on those same shared experiences. Um, you know, maybe maybe their child isn't uh, verbal. So communication through music is a huge thing. And I, I use music uh, every day as a therapist to connect with the kids um, I was working with. It was, in, it was in two incredible results. I got to experience Beatlemania through the eyes of um, these, these children and... So for me, this one was, that's why I really wanted to start here. Yeah, I think that's a, this is a good place to start. And I think it was, this one, I think for me, even it provided a lot of opportunity to kind of have fun too. Like mm-hmm. I felt like this letter was so heartfelt, um, but so hopeful, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of hopefully great things on the horizon for this family. And I really think that the side that I curated was, uh, almost like a soundtrack to get to as they go into that, into those, uh, into those really kind of exciting things that are happening for them. Yeah. It's a transitionary time for them in there. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, talk about your, let's talk about your side. All right. Well, side A is Nathan's side. Side B is my side. So, um, we'll go side A, side B just for, you know, just cause, cause just cause. Fuck it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, I, I had a similar theme in mind with my side sort of you know based around home coming home what you know and just like the safety that um being among your loved ones your family offers um but also <laughs> given the the examples that uh the letter writer gave in terms of what they're listening to with uh Wes Anderson's soundtracks and uh Steven Universe and Russian composers I was like huh well, what what would a Steven Universe episode sound like um, musically if it was directed or <laughs> written by Wes Anderson? So that's sort of how I came I love that. about with my side. So I started off um, 
with this song by a band called The Frighteners. The, the album's called Nothing More to Say. Mm-hmm. Um, and this song, which is actually a cover by label mates or on Daptone Records, um, label mates Sean and Star, which is also really good and worth checking out. But it starts off with there are only so many hours, there are only so many days, and it's about making time for for your baby. Uh, it, you know, baby meaning you know literal baby or just you, whoever you hold closest. Yeah, whoever your, your like, family. Is. That's something that will definitely come up in the podcast. Is you know the lyrics you can take them literally or you can interpret them, which is what we would hope you would do. I mean, a lot of people take songs and just apply them to their lives, and that's how music communicates to yeah. us. I think so. We're not we're not trying to handhold here. Just yeah. just point out where <laughs> where it all came from. Um, but yeah, so and the the singer of the Frighteners actually you know tragically passed away shortly after finishing the album from ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and so. You know, I just, I find when listening to this song and having, you know, hearing him say there are only so many hours, there are only so many days and you got to make time and, you know, how you got to, you got to take the words of someone who knows they're facing the mortality. Um, (laughs) You got to take them seriously because they're, they're thinking, they're thinking on a plane that, uh, you know, I can't get to. I'm terrified to get to. But so for me, this was a great song to start with because it's it's really, I thought it would work well for your family. And just because it, it's a nice song. Yeah. It's a pretty, you know, a little reggae vibe song. And it's just, it's recorded so beautifully and sounds like it could be from, you know, the 70s, but it just came out last year. And there, there's something so warm about it. But and just so achingly sincere mm-hmm. that I want that's the point I wanted to start from. It's a good starting point. Yeah, on to the next one, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah. Open Jeez. Your Heart by Lavender Diamond. Lavender Diamond. It comes in so fucking hard with those drums. I know, it's beginning. just like <laughs> You're like, oh my god, is this gonna be like a metal jam? And then that little like cute little guitar comes in with the like yeah. nice little piano riff going on there. And the lyrics are so like super repetitive. Yeah. And easy, but like just so so sweet. Open your heart, tear it apart. I I don't know what that means exactly, except that you got to open your heart so fucking wide that you're just, you're bursting. You're bursting. Yeah, I feel like this song is more about the feeling as opposed to, like, any any sort of, like, intellectualism, yeah, you know, in terms of the songwriting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just feel like it's, nonsense. like, it's fun. Like, it's so fun. Um, like, there's not really, um, yeah, it, I just, it doesn't need to be any more than it is ever at any point. Yeah. Like and this is this is pretty representative of my side and that I again keep in mind Wes Anderson directing Steven Universe and that's sort of what Oh I'm, my god, the open your heart, tear it apart. And the fact that it's like chanted while there's just like barely like that that space in there. Yeah. And it's just like Yeah, it's so Steven Universe. This is so Steven Universe. That's what I yeah, that's what I thought too. So, yeah. Um you're pretty much gonna get that justification for a lot of my choices. <laughs> I uh, think that's a good justification though, because yeah. it's like if you can fit it into a context of something that they already like, then you fit it into the context of their lives, I think. Well, absolutely. And it's also really, you know, familiarity can be super important oh, yeah. for for anyone on the spectrum. Like you you're gonna want something that, you know, can be different but also the same enough that it's an opening 
uh, and for something new. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that was that was sort of my idea and why I wanted to keep it in that vein. Cool. So that's uh, the second track on side A, "Open Your Heart" by Lavender Diamond, off the album "Imagine Our Love." Okay, let's go to the next one. All right. Uh, next oh. up, I know, right? Uh, in the basement, part one, Etta James, Sugar Pie DeSanto. Uh, yeah, the reason, you know, I love, I love the idea of like most places where you're living. You know, you might live in an apartment, you might not have a basement, but maybe the basement is a metaphor for, yeah. you know, where can you go where you can party all night long? Yeah, you know, where can you, where can you just be yourself, essentially? Yeah, and this song is one of those sort of like. Who gives a fuck songs? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, she says it herself in the song. She's just like, where can you go? Like, you yeah. can go to the basement and just have a good time. And it's like, you know what? Like, home is like such an insular place. And a lot of my side will deal with this too, where it's like, it's a place where you never have to feel embarrassed. Like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah. have to I'm feel embarrassed. I'm not saying you, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people there. That's who, true. You're right. You know, yeah, but you shouldn't. You feel shouldn't embarrassed feel embarrassed. And, and it's and especially in the basement where it's kind of like anything goes. You know, it's like yeah. It's like when I was growing up, the basement was like the play area. That's where all the toys were kept. It was just Absolutely, like go play yeah. in the basement. You know. When we had uh, friends over, it was just like, go play in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Just like, and, but that was the place where you could go and just let loose, you know? You go, and I feel you like, cut loose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I feel like this song, I mean, I mean, like, I feel that. That's how I would feel. If I was listening to a soundtrack for me playing downstairs with my friends in the basement, this would be on there. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. So that's, that's so track good. three in the basement, part one, out of James and Sugar Pie DeSanto. Oh, Sunnyside by the Sandwiches, spelled Sandwiches, W-I-T-C-H-E-S. This song is so... Okay, so I know there's a there's a bluegrass version of Stay on the Sunnyside. Mm. And this is like the circus dream version. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... <laughs> it's like the Little Nemo. It's a little David Lynch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little... But it's not nightmarish. You know, no. like you you border that line so carefully. I think I really try. You Not know. you. I mean, like the song. Like oh, the song, song does. Yeah, yeah like because it's still it's a really positive song. I think ultimately, yeah. and it's also like it's more, um, I guess, infantile. That sounds like a really condescending way to say it. It's 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 light. Yeah, that's it, right. It's, it's light. light, but it it's it's the lightness that could also be kind of heavy because mm-hmm. in order to be told to stay on the sunny side it means you got to be bordering on darkness right oh that's true and there's a little darkness in this song oh absolutely. like it's tinged with darkness i think yeah and that's why i think the lyrics work so well for that like really the melodies yeah right? yeah uh, but interesting like a couple of things come up on my my side where there's like sort of you know label familial connections mm. Um, and this one, there's the there's a daptone connection that I'll get to later. You got a lot of daptone. <laughs> I got <laughs> daptone. Uh, I got I got the two daptone artists. Yeah. And then this, um, the sandwiches were a band that I I was always like, they weren't on the tier that I loved them, but I was never obsessed, and so I didn't really dig deeper. Right. But uh, when I was looking into them for the sake of the podcast, I found out that. They actually um, are, you know, you know, band friends with um, the, the Fresh, Fresh and Onlys, 
who are also later on my playlist. So it was kind of a really funny little coincidence. And they actually, a couple of members from The Sandwiches, uh, apparently sang on Fresh and Only's tracks. And I'm wondering, I, I couldn't find any yeah. credits or liner notes that said if members of The Sandwiches were, sw- were singing on the track I chose. But I think maybe. So if you listen to it, maybe you can let, or maybe you know if you're listening. Yeah. And you can let us know in some way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. If you know for sure right in yeah the sandwiches yeah the sandwiches um part of a san francisco sort of garage thing with the fresh and onlys and uh yeah yeah Yeah, this is a good one i like this really nice little band all right so Um, it's the sunny side uh by the sandwiches the album our toast uh next up uh some local local boy local boy uh it's diamond rings with all your songs off the album special affections um yeah sorry i was gonna ask so like uh this is a good song but i was gonna ask you why this song uh to me it's a song about sacrifice it's a song about um because all your songs is like you know, it's an ultimate sacrifice for somebody like me where it's like, no, we're going to listen to your songs. We're going to like, what are your jams? I want to enjoy those with you. I want to listen to those songs through your ears. Yeah. And to me, there's just something so, so super sweet about, you know, maybe giving up your musical preferences or discovering new ones for yourself through the ears of someone else. And yeah. Also just lyrically, this one is super sweet. Like, uh, I keep saying super sweet, super sweet, like South Park. Super sweet. It's just, it's a really. I think Diamond Wings would appreciate the super sweet. I think sweet. so too. And He's super sweet. Yeah, I also have. I've like never a, met him. <laughs> uh, I I have a like a little bit of a connection and like to you know a home base. I went to a De Uberville show because he used to play in a oh, band yeah, called De Uberville, yeah, and they're yeah. like sort of uh, post punky. And really, really great band, and I, I saw them at the Grad Club in Kingston. Also, it was on, it was uh, I first heard it on a split single with another a Kingston band, P.S. I Love You, who I really love. So there's just all sorts about this song that connects me to home, makes me feel good, and uh, that was why I chose it. Nice. Uh, next up, <laughs> speaking of feeling good. Oh, it's our favorite band. It's one of my favorite bands. You sh- you're going to find this out about me sooner or later. I love the zombies. I love the zombies. They're so good. I know. It's just, oh, man. I know. I, I'm going to say it. I like them better than the Beatles. Ooh. I'm going to say Oof. it. I know. I know. It's controversy. <laughs> and it's not even like a lot of people would probably say they're like a poor man's Beatles or something. But I think they're a little punkier. Under, they're, and they're more psychedelic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like they, I don't know. They, they, they did psychedelic without ever seeming like they were trying to be psychedelic. Whereas the Beatles had to go off like the fucking deep end. Oh my God. Yeah, that's and true. They did it well. They, oh. I feel like the zombies, it's more of a lifestyle. And for the Beatles, <laughs> yeah. it was more of a phase. Yes. You know, like that's that. what I would say. Because a few years later, Paul McCartney was in Wings. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we know we that know it was a face. Yeah, we know it was a face. Um, oh, sorry. The song is "You Make Me Feel Good" uh, by the Zombies, and um, you know it, it's it's the entire reason for this side. It's just you don't have to justify why 
you feel so good, so good, so good because yeah. you're with you're with other you're with people who want you to feel so good, and you're with people uh, who care about you. And, and even if you can't be with those people, this is the song that brings you right back there. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You it, it just immediately conjures up. Um, you know the people that if you given the opportunity you would make me feel you would make them feel yeah totally and And like it's just like that jangly like guitar and the just it's so about the vocals you know the song and like just the lyrics are just it's a very jangly side jangly is a good word i think yeah your side is the jangly side (laughs) (laughs) it's the jangly side slightly slightly you know occasionally lynchian but (laughs) jangly that's okay we're taking it back out there with the zombies uh, so next up. So that was Making Me Feel Good by the Zombies. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Next up, we got Huddle Formation. Oh, yeah. By the Go Team. Now you're taking me back to high school. I, yeah, this is... I was just barely out of high school when oh, this came out. Yeah. I was that makes working sense. at American Apparel, by the way. By the way. Did they play this on, over the last Oh, I made sure there? they did. I mean... I, I oh, needed a break from the hollow notes yeah, yeah. and Michael Jackson off the wall. I would, That's yeah, fair. I would hijack it. Those I things would, are better as like uh, moderation. Yeah, absolutely. When you can actually appreciate them. So uh, this was one of my go-tos. <laughs> in it's terms so of the good. The song is so good because it's just fucking comes right at you. Yeah. Like that organ synth, whatever's going on, it's just like it starts and you're just like, all right, let's do it. Like, let's. The, the name is so appropriate. They're the, called the Go Team, and this all this music sounds like music. They're relentless. Yeah. They're relentless. And in the most sonically wonderful way, they're yeah. relentless. And that they kept, they grab your ear and they don't let it go. Like yeah. it, We're talking like, you know, if you're listening to this song, it's like schoolyard taunts. It's like, but it feels inclusive at the same time. Like the the... Even the song title, Huddle Formation, like what what is a huddle? You're you're yeah. gathering, you're you're putting your arms around one another and you're figuring shit out. Yeah, I'm I wish that more pro athletes had this as their walkout music. Please, why? Someone why not? someone I would feel so pumped. This would be my walkout music. I'd just be like hitting homers like fucking every day <laughs> if I walked out to this. It's Drew at the bat. <laughs> <laughs> And then there, I just do that beep beep part, which is like yeah. beep, beep beep, which is like the Donna Summer is like it's like I this know. nice sort of like throwback, and it's like comes out of nowhere. And this was all recorded like literally in a garage. Yeah, well, um, you can hear it, but yeah. in the best way. Yeah, where you're like the snare sounds like a trash can, but like yeah. in this kind of like garage garage band way, you know, it's yeah. it's it sounds like a high school garage band, and. It's that's a very thought of or like considered aesthetic that they were going for. You know, like you can tell everything that they're doing is so intentional and it's just so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. It's oh man, I love this song. And a, a big throwback, a big throwback to the younger days. Yeah. Under lightning strike. <laughs> so that's the go team with huddle formation off the album Thunder Lightning Strike. Strike Strike. That's how you gotta say that. <laughs> All right, and the fresh and onlys. The fresh and onlys. This I, is a great choice for this yeah, side because the fresh and onlys to me are they're like a they're another kind of garage band. Like they have like oh, a the more, song is Peacock and Wing, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Off the self-titled album. Wants to know. Fresh and onlys, but <laughs> hopefully you're following along with the playlist. Right? But sorry, I interrupted. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like 
I don't know. Like to me, this is always like one of those like kind of garage rock bands. Like, but with like a bit of a like southern vibe to it. Yeah, there's something some little. It's a like little West creepy-y. Coast meets Southern Coast. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck they're from. San Francisco. Okay, that makes there's sense. That San Francisco connection, and like you know, now that I know that the sandwiches are also, you know, they're both San Francisco based bands, and I probably should have read a bit more of the, the hype yeah. around the fresh and onlys when they were starting out. But um, yeah, this song just, you know, the me- there's like this really catchy melody to it. And it's, it's similar to the go team in that it, it starts off and it just drives. Yeah. It drives the entire song. Totally. Um, and it sounds like it's going to fall apart at any time. Yeah. But they, but because they're going so fast, they just keep it, they keep it going. Yeah, they just, just keep it going. They always bring it, it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really love I love the the trading off of the vocals or like mm-hmm. um, the the male female vocals are a really nice touch and it's you know it brings harmony to the entire track this this fast paced whirlwind of a track that you feel you know you're gonna go off the rails at any moment it mm-hmm. keeps it together it keeps it sweet and uh, you should really be my fresh and only I. I I, what does that even mean? I don't know, but it's it's delightful, and yeah. I would like to be someone's fresh and only. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's Peacock and Wing by the Fresh and Onlys off the self-titled album. Uh, up next, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, just right away, Cosmic Dancer by T Rex. Uh, man, it, it, this sounds exactly like Space Oddity. <laughs> yeah, it does. It <laughs> I just does. realized. No denying that. Oh my god! And it is a space oddity in a you know. They even do that bang yeah, sound in there with the guitar. Yeah. Oh man! And then the drums. Okay, I'm not. It's it's definitely glam. It's so maybe glam. that's why I think that. Yeah. Well, imagine you know. Okay, same character from Space Oddity, but as a kid. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like dancing right out of the womb, right? Mm-hmm. Um and. I like that he was like, I started dancing when I was 12. And then he's like, you know what? No, fuck that. <laughs> right out of the goddamn womb. Right out of the womb. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, again, a song about sort of throwing caution to the wind and just living your own way. Oh, yeah. Uh, dancing when you feel the time is right. Uh, you can do it young. You can do it old. You can do it whatever. Yeah. Do what works for you. This song is so T-Rex. Like, yeah. it's just like... Anytime I think of T-Rex, I just think of, like, that guy was so self-confident. Like, there must have been something where he was just like, I'm awesome. And all of his songs, I think, kind of reflect that. It's just like, even when I was listening to Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's like, that was freak folk before freak folk was a thing. And, like, that music is so weird. But he was like, fuck it, I'm I'm just going to do it, you know? And that's what I think of when I think of T-Rex, too. I mean, like, it's just this sort of, like, be yourself. Just be yourself. You know, like, yeah, like it's weird for people, but you're going to feel better if you do it. Yeah. I kind of want to just give them this tape and then go to Alabama and like have a party with them. Yeah. Just like put it on. Like, let's make a bunch of sandwiches or hot dogs or something. And like, yeah, listen like, to I, this tape. And, I like, really wish I could be there the first time that know, they listen right? to it. I'm going to feel that way about all these tapes, though. I know. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, that's uh, Cosmic Dancer by T-Rex off of uh, Electric, Electric Warrior. Warrior. Electric Warrior! Uh, <laughs> I'll never do that again, I promise. <laughs> Next. Don't, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it all the time. Um, 
Now we have Beginners by Slow Club, uh, the album Paradise. And, you know, it's it sort of goes... This one pounds pretty... This one reminds me of the Lavender Diamond song a little bit. And mm. that it, like, actually pounds pretty hard. Yeah. But it's got this very sweet overlying It's like this ethereal opening to it. Yeah. And then once it gets going, like, yeah. that, that kick drum is almost, like, maxed out. You yeah. know? It's like... Poof. But then they have this, like, harp sound going along with it. <laughs> yeah. And it sort of brings it back in. And then yeah. that, like, nice sort of, like choir like bum 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 kind of thing yeah and and it's a song about you know not having all the answers and you know realizing that to me it 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 screams individuality it screams you know realizing that not not anyone can have all the answers and not every you know the situation something that works for me isn't going to work for you isn't going to work for a stranger on the street. We all mm-hmm. have our own experiences and we all have our own situations that um, we're just trying to make the best of in this song. It's not resigned. It's defiant. It's as you grow, you learn. And that's I, lo- I love the title Beginners because we're all beginners. We're all beginners no matter what stage of yeah, our lives like, we're at. There's always something we've not done before. Yeah, or you know? something we need to learn from someone else. Yeah. And that can be really, really hard to admit. Yeah, just to put your ego aside and be like, fuck, like I didn't think about that. But that's that's part of like the mixtape idea. Like what is a mixtape but a transference of nostalgia, right? Yeah. Like here are my memories. You Now you have your memories with these songs. Um, and it's about, it's about bearing, your, bearing yourself to the, uh, your inexperience and saying, give me something to listen to. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. All right. So that's uh, Slow Club. Slow Club, Beginners, off the album Paradise. Um, <laughs> now, this this one's called Lullaby, and it definitely has the feel of a lullaby. Um, it's by Common Holly, off the album Playing House, and it's featuring uh, Jean-Michel Blais. Um this one is about, you know, having some someone or you know people you care for so deeply that like you just they can they can yell at you, they can scream at you, they can throw the biggest tantrum at you, and you're gonna absorb it because. And I don't mean to sound like, you know, it it's not like a, a scary situation. It, it's no, just no. it's it's what love does to us. It's the intensity of. You know, feeling everything, you're at some point going to, it's going to be too much to bear. And, you know, your your shit overflows onto someone else. And this is, the for me, the perspective of the receiver of all that overflowing energy, right? Um, You know, kiss, uh, I would kiss the ground to know you're okay is is such a... And I think what happens is a lot of times... There's really nothing you can do except for just absorb it. Yeah, like they're not looking. People aren't always looking for a solution to the problem. They just need to express something, and they might be expressing that thing. You might be getting something that isn't even your fault. Like you might be getting, yeah, someone's uh, frustrations get you know thrown out upon you, and and it's it's sort of like you kind of don't really know what you're supposed to do at that point. You're never going to know how to make all the pain go away for everyone in your life. Well, and I think that's why this works as a lullaby. 
Yeah. Is because that this is almost the song you sing after they've fallen asleep. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you yeah. start singing it, You're and then once, to yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, and then once they're once they're asleep, it's sort of like, it's like this is what I'm gonna be for you, and I know that I can do it, and I know that it's gonna be hard for both of us, but you know, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, like I'll be there uh, when the snow goes away. You know, I'll yeah. take all your bad words. You know, like yeah, I. It's like promise. It's a promise that you're going to love this person no matter what, you know? And you're not asking for anything in return. Like, she's not asking for anything in return. No. She's just saying, just come back once you're ready, yeah. you know? And I think that that's such a beautiful sentiment. And I think that the piano really just, like, I think nails it. Oh, yeah. Know? Jean-Michel Blais. Oh, uh, they're, they're both from Montreal. And uh, I had the, the great, great privilege of seeing Jean-Michel Blais. Um, perform a couple months ago and it was just it was an incredible otherworldly experience yeah, like just so um in addition to checking out common holly please check out jean-michel uh blay as well because it's spelled b-l-a-i-s yeah Blay. We're probably not pronouncing it right because we're a bunch of Anglo fucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Full disclosure. Anyways, uh, that was Lullaby by Common Holly. Which uh, was initially set to be the end of my side. However, after we bought the tapes, mm-hmm. realized... Shit, we, we each got, had like 10 minutes left. We got a lot more space. Yeah. So... so but I, you know, I'm I'm happy with the. I had like a couple of different playlists of like outcasts that I wasn't able to incorporate, right? For what I thought were time restrictions that I didn't need to worry about. No, and uh, so these are like bonus tracks. They kind of are, but yeah. they're also definitely in the playlist. Like they are considered to be. Oh, absolutely. They weren't like thrown they're canon. in. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're canon. canon. These are canon. Okay, guys. And this song is so... I'm so happy this song is canon. Uh, yeah, it's Going the Distance by Manahan Street Band. Uh, label mates with uh, the, the guys who did the first track off of... So these guys are on Daptone too? They're on Daptone as okay. well, yeah. Um, and, oh, man. I, I love Manahan Street Band. It's just... It's... Again, Daptone is able to capture this sound that is just timeless. Yeah, it really is. Um, but this song in particular, Going the Distance, for me it's all about the title and the, and the tone of the song. Like when you're, when you've got, when you've got that unit, you know, you've got your kids. I mean, I, I assume I don't have kids, but I, I imagine you're looking after them with an intensity that you've looked at few other things, in your, if any other thing in your life with totally. the, that same intensity. So it's a fight. It is a fight, a, and this is a fight energy? song. Like yeah. this song is like empowering in terms of like it's a hero's theme, you know. Yeah. It's walkout music. It is walkout music, but I would say it's also like uh, it's victory music. Yes, you know, it's like this is the fight and then the victory as well. It's like this is the music that you. It's almost like I'm not going to say montage music. Yeah, this is sort of like the there's a triumphance to this. Is yeah. triumphance a word? We'll use it. Okay. We're gonna use the shit out of it. There's a triumphantness. Triumphantness? Triumphance should be the word. It's way too long. <laughs> triumphantness? Who's got the Triumph <laughs> Is is the theme of the song. Yeah, the yeah, feeling. totally. And I think yeah. when you think about 
fighting for your family or fighting for your loved ones, it's like... And fighting to connect because at this right. point, like, for all we know, you're still separated and you're fighting to keep that shit together even though you're not all there. Yeah. And man, I admire that tenacity. Like, to to have a family in this day and age. This, these dark times. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah. my, you're my heroes. Uh, all right. Uh, Go in the Distance by Menahan Street Band. From Make the Road by Walking. Make the Road by Walking? Make the Road by Walking? Oh, I like that. That's a nice word. Oh, The Rapture. The Rapture are up. <laughs> uh, so this is this is a band called The Rapture. The song's called Children. It's off of uh, their album, How, um, wait, In the in the Grace <laughs> of Your Love. I was going to say How Deep of, Is Your Love, which is a song <laughs> off of the album. It's In the Grace of Your Love. So much love to go around. Um, but this is just such a like this is probably like from my side the tightest mm. in terms of like production oh yeah for sure this is, this, also in playing it's like yeah. that's the synth riff like that's the fucking drum beat it's like it's so tight it's so tight but yeah. it's like it's on you know it, it feels really it feels really raw at the same time I think the way it's recorded just feels a bit raw it's just so sincere it's just so like uh, unabashedly nice. Yeah. Um, but again, there is a darker underlying tone where it's like, um, chil- you know, children are only children so long and you, you might not, you know, even recognize yourself in them for very long before they're becoming their own people. And you start thinking like, man, I just, didn't I just have you yesterday? Like, aren't you still a fetus? Aren't you... <laughs> You know, and it's funny when you experience that through your own parents' eyes. Like, you sort of become a cool stranger to them, hopefully, mm-hmm. at some point where they're like, holy shit, I got to work to get to know this person. I know. I guess that's true. I feel that way about my parents a lot of the time, actually. Yeah, and I'm sure they feel that way about you. Like, yeah. you know, the truth is, as we get older, we just... we. We grow further apart in the ways that we're accustomed to, but we grow closer in really unexpected ways. That's At true. At least that's the hope. I no, mean, I think that that's true. I think that that's true. And I think that it only comes with just experience. Yeah. And I, I realize, like, you know, I'm speaking very broadly about families, and I know every dynamic is different, mm-hmm. different but this is, <laughs> for the sake of my narrative on the side, this is what I've come up with with what was in the letter. No one's calling me for it, buddy. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't take the point. So, Children by the Rapture. Yeah, off the album, In the Grace of Your Love, Not How Deep Is Your Love, which is a track featured on the album. And that's, that's, that's side it. A. That's, that's side, side A. a. Really well done. Whew. I think that was great. Oh, I was so nervous. Why? I don't know. I'm don't nervous know. about my side. No, your side is great. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm nervous about my side in a minute. All right. Do you uh, want to take a break? Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. And then it's we'll a word go from our non-existent feed. sponsors. <laughs> there are no sponsors. We'll be back very shortly. Hey, guys. Drew here. Make Your Fucking Bed is not sponsored by anybody, but we would like to give a shout-out to the Dupe Shop located at 1185 Bloor Street West, right here in Toronto. 
When we first started this project, we had no idea where we were going to get all the cassettes we needed for these mixtapes, but we were turned on to the dupe shop and they had everything we needed. Various recording sizes and crazy colors and cases and labels and all kinds of stuff. Visit them online at duplication.ca or on their Instagram at the dupe shop. Again, thanks guys. We really appreciate it. We'd also like to thank the band Most People for letting us use their song Telephone for our opening intro. Telephone can be found off of their 2015 EP, Violet Spaces, and you can find Most People at mostpeopleband.bandcamp.com. Side B. Side B. Are you guys ready for side B? I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Are you ready for some side B? B- ding, ding, ding. Okay. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Everybody left. <laughs> There's no one. Uh, for the we, we come two back. of you listening to this podcast, I'm going to move my mic. You're going to hear it. Okay. That should be good. Nice little jam here. Good starting. Good jumping off point for a side B. <laughs> I think so too, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> just so you know, what we're listening to right now is uh, "Far Behind" by Eddie Vedder off of the uh, "Into the Wild" soundtrack. Into the Wild soundtrack. I was gonna say "Into the Sun." I was like, that's not it. I think that's a song on that soundtrack, though. I think, uh, well, yeah. There's that big, big hot sun. Big one. hot sun. Big tight hot. Sexy sun. Sexy, sexy sun. Um, I love this song because this song always lights a fire to me. There was a time when I was like, I needed this album. And I don't think I ever listened to anything any better ever did, except for what was this, like, whatever Pearl Jam was on the radio when I first moved to Toronto. And it just really, like, get me pepped up. It just, like, lights a fire in your butt. And honestly, it just, it's about leaving your troubles behind. Maybe I, I okay. So I pictured my side, and I pictured this whole this whole cassette being listened to. The only place where cassettes players still exist in the wild, which is the automobile. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking this is definitely a driving song, and yeah. most of my side is going to be a driving side. Like you can throw this side on when you're in a car, and, and you're going to move. Yeah, and you're you're. Yeah, and I think with this song specifically, it just gets you going. It makes you feel like you're you're ready to take on whatever you need to take on because you you realize that whatever it is is inside of you and you know, you've got the confidence to just power through this. So, uh, I mean that that's that's that song. Let's just skip. You Let's skip? go. All right. Let's go well, to the next one. I just wanted to well, in leading into the next one, I think it's really interesting like you chose Two bands who like are just intrinsically linked to people who were children around the same time that we were. In term, you know, you have Eddie Vedder's voice, which could not scream '90s louder. Yeah, and I mean that in the most compl- complimentary way. But then next up on track two, you have uh, "Go Home" by Bare Naked Ladies off the album Maroon. Yeah, now this this album was one of those albums that I. My parents would send away for those uh, Columbia House uh, like albums where you would you would send away and then you'd get a bunch of albums and keep the ones you want and pay for those and they were like whatever. And then this was one of those albums that we ended up keeping and I listened to it a lot because I like the Bare Naked Ladies as a kid. You can get into their lyrics really really easily and it's just like instantly recognizes that it's 
It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Take your time. Take your time. We'll do this in post. <laughs> I'll fix it all in post. We got uh, this. I'm realizing how hard this is now that it's my turn to do all the talking. It's, it's really... <laughs> it, it's... Because it's really weird to think, why did I choose the song? But it's you, true. You it's have true. A theme. I'm feeling you very have a like, theme. I do. I do have a theme. And you're, what you were doing was connecting more to yourself, which is totally okay. Like, yeah, it's true. you might not have had necessarily a narrative thread. You were the narrative thread connecting you to this letter, and yeah. like this song was important to you. Well, and, I mean, like, I think for the first, yeah, I think that that's what these this this whole thing is about. Is like there is a narrative thread that connects me. Through the these tracks with music, for sure. yeah. yeah, like it connects you to other people right. through music. And what better? So like the song, the song's called "Go Home," yeah. and it's really been we're we're just really far, we're gonna hammer home that theme. Yeah, it's true. Going and then like home has been a big theme for me this whole mixtape. I think yeah. so. This is one of those songs. This song is for dad. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, excellent point because I mean. He's got to go home. I know you're not around right now, but I mean, go home as soon as you can. Get on a plane and just yeah. go see Cross your Cross the wild seas of Alabama. Yeah, because if anything that Nathan's side taught you, it's that family is all that really matters at this point, you know? I mean, you guys are fighting for something real, and I think that the more that you're able to spend time with each other and, and you can get there, I think that's that's the theme of this whole this whole tape for me is is home. Definitely. Yeah. Can can I tell my like little bare naked ladies story? Oh yeah, for sure. So Nathan's got this hilarious bare naked ladies story. <laughs> so basically, I think it's funny. Maybe it's not that funny. Maybe we'll, it's really mundane. We'll find out. But uh, before I moved to Toronto, uh, like about two years before I moved to Toronto, I came up to visit a friend who was living in Little Italy, and um, uh, one day she had planned for us to go plant trees in the park, and it was like actually like a really lovely experience and this guy next to us we just sort of casually struck up conversation with and as all my conversations inevitably do uh it got turned around to music and he posited that uh the fifth song on albums is often like the linchpin the one that like holds it all together and is often the most underappreciated yet best song on an album and I remember, like, I can't remember the examples that this that he gave, but I know that Maggie May by Rod Stewart um, oh, nice. is the fifth song, and nice. it is, like, probably my favorite song of all time. So that alone is enough to get me um, on base with this fifth song idea. Um, so anyway, we were walking away after planting trees and my friend was she was telling me like oh you know he's he's really humble he's really nice and i was like well i mean he was he was just planting trees <laughs> like he's i mean we were all planting trees there so you, you know you know well, that's great that he's so nice she was like no that was, that was the basis from the bare naked ladies i was like oh son of a son of a gun oh. <laughs> he might know a thing or two about album production and why the fifth song might be the <laughs> unheralded song on most albums so that's oh, my man. little bare naked lady story i love that story um go home is the fourth song on that album. Uh, falling for the first time that that song that's probably, that's the fifth song which was is that not the lead single on that album i don't know there was too little too late all right, there's right, a lot right. of singles on there. There's three singles on that on that album. Maroon was a solid, solid album. I know. I think so too. 
You know what? Shout out to the Bare Naked Ladies. They've always been my guilty pleasure. I don't care what you think of them. They do good shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. So, all right. So next, we've got uh, one of my favorite classic <laughs> jams. Uh, I kind of forgot we Curtis. were just going to spend the rest of the time talking about Bare Naked yeah, Ladies. Yeah, we were just going to have the rest of the podcast. This is the Bare Naked Ladies podcast, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> That's probably a thing. I'm going to Google that later. <laughs> it will be now. It will be now. We're going to start two podcasts at the same time. All right. What do we got up next, Drew? Uh, so... <laughs> I Okay. I love this song. I love this album, actually. It's so good. But uh, this is Move On Up, the extended version by Curtis Mayfield. Oh, man. So good. So good. It's so good. So smooth. So what made you think of this song? I mean, other I than the fact that it's a great fucking song. Uh, I, a lot of it was just like this. The Again, like this side was a bit home for me. It was also a bit like uplifting things. I was trying to think of like very like, like empowering kind of music. And I think this song to me is just like get to that next place. Just like, mm. you know, you got you just you're going somewhere. There's a journey everybody's on. And you got to move on up to that that next destination, to it, your destiny. It's also very triumphant in a way. <laughs> I like how it kind of mirrors my uh, Manhattan Street. Totally, street band yeah, choice. yeah, yeah. Like it's very, it's very triumphant, and it's not montage music. It's like post-fight music where you're yeah. like, you got it, you got it. You're yeah. gearing up for the next one, but you got this one. Yeah, so true. I feel like it's it's one of those songs for me that's always felt like. Um. I feel like Nathan, you you said it like best, where it's like you got that like really driving crazy drum beat, but it's just like it's nonstop, it's It's so constant, going, 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 going. and then you have the, you know, the smooth sort of almost like like very reassuring Curtis Mayfield just being like, just hush now, hush now, child, just such careful delivery, like just such a calming, soothing voice. It's not like you know he, he there's energy to the music, and then. He sort of is a really nice contrast to that energy with yeah. like the way that he's delivering his lyrics and the way that he's singing the song. And I feel like it's such a nice, it's just a great uplifting message, you know? And it's yeah. just like, you can listen to this any time of day and you will feel amazing, well, you know? Yeah. And Curtis, like going back to his delivery, almost reminds me of a parental figure. Oh yeah, and for just sure. Like very, very calming, and then you know, I, I don't know at what point maybe because this, this is the extended version, so we're talking like eight minutes here. Yeah, I think it's around the four minute mark. He just checks out. Yeah, he just checks out. Let those drums keep going. Yeah, they don't stop. They're so constant, and then you know you get the the little guitar coming back in, and just mostly the rest of the song is mostly music uh, instrumental. Yeah, yeah, and wonderful for it, and it's that that crazy beat. That awesome fucking nonstop beat through the oh, whole thing. So good, yeah. And I just felt like you know this could this song could probably work on every mixtape we make, but I felt like this worked really well for this family family dynamic for some reason. Yeah, no, so, I feel it too. Yeah. I feel it too. All right. Um, all right. So let's move on up. The extended version by Curtis Mayfield off of Curtis Classic. All right, so my next song is, uh, I think this is the one oddball off of this. It's a little quirky. This side. Yeah, this is my quirky one. Um, I don't know why. I think I just chose it. It felt right for this, for well, this side. It's uh, We've Got Everything by Modest Mouse off of uh, the album We Were Dead Before the Ship. Even, Even Sank. Sank. Yeah. Um, 
This album is great. It's very produced, but I really like it. It came out after the Float On album, which I forget the name of it right now. Sorry, I can't remember. Um, which was like one of their bigger. I forget too, but yeah, I love that one. I know. And was it, it was just like, called Float On? No, I don't think so. No. no, and it was like that was like their hits. Like they like I remember like I heard that on like top forty radio stations. Like Float On was, was like Dashboard huge. on this one. I can't oh, recall. maybe. Anyway, not I don't a big remember. Deal. That's not the song. Um. But I thought this song fit with the side because it was like, first of all, I feel like the message is like, you know, it's one of those sort of more universal messages where it's like, you know, we didn't really have to work for anything we have, but we've got everything, you know? And it's like, it's definitely one of those sort of more modern age types of uh, laments, I guess. Well, I mean, and what is everything and what what is everything to you and, right. you know, what does it look like when you get it? Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of about that. It's sort of like thinking that not all of the glitters is gold, but you know, it's glittery and we've, we've got something. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really upbeat. I mean, I'm going to say that about a lot of these songs probably, but I feel like this song particularly was so, I don't know. It's, it's got, um, this this is the album that they got Johnny Marr from the Smiths to play guitar right. on. Right. Oh, it's so you. Yeah. yeah. And I just felt like there was something about this particular album and this song in particular that was really nostalgic. And it also has um, James Mercer from the Shins doing doing backup vocals. So it just was like this kind that. of musically nostalgic album where you've got people collaborating to create something and it feels really nice. It feels like very familial to me. I don't know what it exactly how to describe that for this particular song, but it, there's you something very familiar. You have to, man. Yeah. You feel that? That's, that's a great reason. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just like one of those belted out songs. Like, mm. you know, I feel like you listen to the way it's being sung and it's just sort of being belted out. And I think I really appreciate that about most of Modest Mouse's, uh, uh, lyrical choices, you know, where it's unrestrained. Yeah, it's very yeah. unrestrained. You're 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 letting go, you know. And you're just like you're probably yelling more than you're not at, during the song, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think that's great. Um, well, I'll move on from here. Uh, move on up. So that was um, Modest Mouse. We've got everything off of the album. We were dead before the ship even sang. The next song is Lloyd. I'm ready to be heartbroken. Oh, uh, by Camera Obscura off of Let's Get Out of This Country. Uh, this is Tweed of the Max. Tweed of Max. Tweed of Max. This in is Tweedamax presented vision. in Tweed of Max vision. <laughs> anyway. Um, I really like how the song starts. Uh, just that organ that begins. And even though the song is kind of about heartbreak, I just love that organ and the guitar riff. And it's just so, I don't know. It's so the there. Sweetness, the sweetness in spite of the heartbreak. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's very sweet. And that's yeah. the twee that I'm talking about. It's like, it's just like there's a sweetness to it. And it's yeah. like, it's a very, again, it's like a triumphant, it's triumphant, you know, in, in the, the way it's delivered, maybe not in the exact lyrical content, but in the way it's delivered, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, to sing in the face of adversity is always, you know, an incredibly, uh, yeah, it, it should be uplifting. It should be the thing that 
you know, you do, it, it's an act of defiance. And, and this I, song plays like yeah. an act of defiance. And I for picture me. this as a sing along, and that's why I think it works yeah. with this mixtape. Is like, I really, again, feel like you're driving down, you're maybe going on a road trip, and I think that this this song works for just like, you know, again, with the Modest Mouse song, like you can belt this song in, like you could just sing this song and feel. You know, you'll feel like everything's going to be okay. This is one of those songs where, you know, maybe yeah. you've had a few setbacks, but I think that ultimately when you hear those strings doing the that sort of disco craziness, you, you feel like, you know, and there's the, the organ that laments, but at the same time, most of the song is just like, let's let's just drive on from that. Yeah. Let's just drive into this beautiful sunset and forget about what we just experienced, you know? And yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's there has been a terrible experience, with this, with your particular situation, I feel we like we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's something that you could you can glean from this, no matter what. Like you can drive forward feeling confident, no matter what you're in. What yeah, you're, you're ready to be heartbroken. Yeah, because you know, you know, you have all the ingredients. You have every part of your heart pretty much in check. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you you know you're going to recover because you got all the pieces that. That's such a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, man, great choice, great choice, and I love, I love the uh, the Bell and Sebastian like because yeah. that Bell and Sebastian for me super like familial. Yeah, feeling. and you know what? I actually started with Bell and Sebastian was like one of the choices for this mixtape, but I, I replaced it with Care Obscura because I thought that this worked better for some reason. This is great. And Stuart Murdoch actually produced one of their first Camera Obscura's first albums. I wouldn't so. be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. definitely that sounds feel. about right. Uh, moving on to uh, one of my favorite songs of last year and one of my favorite albums and bands of last year. It's Adult Diversion. Getting uh, back to Toronto always, a little bit. On the self. The six. The, uh, yeah. You know, the letter mentioned new music, uh, not being able to maybe access new music. And I think that Access, access, music. In excess. Yeah, we're feeling maybe a little bit out of the loop, and I feel like from last year, this is one of my favorite, favorite new groups, and this whole album is solid beginning to end. You know, it's just like one of those albums that you don't really hear that often that sounds good from the first song to the last song. And It's a hard thing to find. Yeah, and this is the first song off the album, and I think this really kicks it off, and... It's, on the one hand, a jaunty song. Yeah. I would say jaunty. Absolutely. It's very jaunty. It's very, very catchy, and it happens to flow well with the the previous song, the camera obscura. Yeah. I think so, too. I think this, uh, you know, this one for me was... I I just think it was a really good fit for this tape, you know? And I felt like... This one was more for the mom or for for the person who wrote the letter, you know, like I feel like this whole mixtape for us has been very familial and like very much about the family dynamic. And hopefully, you know, this this mixtape is something that everybody does enjoy and that we're playing something that you all appreciate. Uh, But I'd say I put this on there for you. You know, the the person who wrote the letter to us, I feel like this is for her. And uh, I really hope that you dig it. And I hope that you look into always because they're one of the greater groups that came out of Toronto recently. I love the lyric, if I should fall, act as if it never Never happened. happened. Because, I mean, it's someone striving so hard to be perfect. And and, to impress you, it's just like... Yeah, and like you just, you want so desperately to be perfect and just be everything to all the people that you need you, but you can't. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And and you kind of just want to be like, 
just forget about all that stuff and like maybe we can have a conversation about something, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so that's uh, Adult Diversion by Always off the self-titled album, album Always. And adults need diversions. Don't forget that. Adults <laughs> always need diversions. I think I could do a good diversion right now and then. Um, this song is probably going to make it onto a lot of, of my mixtapes. <laughs> uh, this is Grazing in the Grass by Hugh Masekela off the album The Promise of a Future. Oh, Hugh Masekela was an African trumpeter in the 60s and 70s, and... This song in particular, I think, was one of his biggest hits for sure. And you can definitely hear why. Like, this song to me sounds like a hot summer day. And yeah. it, I just, I wanted, it takes me right back to that, especially in the dead of winter here in Toronto right now. It's just like, a song like this really takes you there. And this song is that cooking in the kitchen song. You know, you can put this on when you're just like, when you get home from work and you just need to unwind, you can put it on the morning when you need to wake up. And your butt's going to wiggle. Your butt's going to move. Yeah, you're you, not going to not dance it. to this. No, you got to. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those songs where, for me, you just instantly take a bad mood and turn it the other way around. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it just reverses a bummer day. And I think that no matter what's going on in your lives at this point, you can always throw this track on and feel like everything's going to be okay. And everything's going to be, it just makes me happy. I don't know what it is. It makes me happy. I'll be honest. Like I, I'm sure I must at some point in my life have heard this song before, but when I was listening to your side, um, it was really unfamiliar to me. And, when I oh man, I was so excited when I put it on. I was just like, "Where have you been all my life?" <laughs> That's what this song feels like. Yeah, it where feels have like, you been? Yeah, this song feels like one of those songs where you you feel like you've always known it. Yeah, like it's it's always sort of been around and. Because I think that that's the mood that this song gives you. It's so familiar, you know. It just feels like it feels like. It feels like a summer day. I, I don't know how to put it any other way. This song is. Familiarity is a really is a thing I appreciate so much about your side oh, because thanks. I mean so much about it is a lot of it was like new to me I I had never really listened to that Eddie Vedder song I mm. in Bare Naked Ladies Maroon I was I'm definitely like a hits head with the Bare Naked Ladies but that was sort of like a deep cut that I had never really grown accustomed to but there's like this from in another band that. I'll talk about the familiarity with when they come up on your list, but um, it's just, it's running throughout in it. You know, those connections, that familiarity, that's, you need that with music. You need something to at least, because when you want to be shocked by music, that's cool. When you want to yeah. be taken out of your comfort comfort zone with music, you'll throw on some Animal Collective or whatever you need to, to do to like sort of jar you. Yeah. Um, but, a lot of the time you just want something that feels if you haven't heard it before, like you have heard it before. Yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. I don't know how to put it any other way. That's exactly right. And I think that that's like what I wanted, especially if I'm showing people music that I think is important to me that they've probably never heard before. Mm. I, I'm not saying that I take it like I don't go easy on you, but I'm saying that I would definitely give you music that I think that, you would enjoy based off of what little I know about you and what little I can relate to you. You know, this is a way that I feel like there's hopefully something that you can pick up on and, and, and that we have some sort of shared experience. Um, uh, 
the next song is uh, a song by the radio department uh, from their album Clinging to a Scheme. Uh, this is Never Follow Suit. Uh, this song, if you're different, if you feel different, this song's for you. It's so easy to fall into a routine that's prescribed by societal roles, and I think that this song inspires us to break free of those roles and to find a place where you belong outside the norm. This song mm-hmm. is about finding a community, finding a family where you can exist. It goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, hopefully when you're at home you don't feel embarrassed or you, you shouldn't feel embarrassed, and I think that this song speaks to that. Um yeah, I think I really like the bit in the middle that uh, that's mostly just like oh, like a spoken word bit almost, where it's this guy talking about uh, like tagging trains and just not, you know, it's not for anybody else, it's just for him. And I think that, you know, family is like that. You know, you try to bring people into your family and you feel like you need to impress them. And uh, I feel like what happens in that situation is that you should just forget about it and be like, this is my family. Like, This isn't for anybody else. This is like our dynamic. This is how we do things. And like, you're welcome to, to be brought into that. And we want you all to be a part of that. But also if you're not, fuck you. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> like it, we don't need you. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I think it's also important not to like take that too, too seriously. Like you should go out and experience things, but then you should be able to come home and feel at home, you know? Yeah. Well, this is the band that I was referring to when I wanted to talk about familiarity because Swedish bands have this amazing ability to create music that instantaneously feels recognizable. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I think of radio department, I think of the concretes, Peter Bjorn and John. Oh, right. Who are just able to put out this music that it's like They're like nostalgia making machines. Yeah. If you're hearing it for the first time, you're like, I've heard this a million times before. Yeah. And so And not in a cliched yeah. way where you're like, Oh, no. I've heard this a million times before. Just in like a really I write really fucking good music kind of way. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just Swedish bands. Yeah. Man. I'm I'm totally thinking that. Yeah. And this this song for me is yeah, I just feel like if you listen to the lyrics, you'll you'll get that feeling of belonging somehow, even if you're different. Even if your dynamic or your thing is a little bit different, there's somebody out there for you. There's something out there. There's a group out there. There's your family back there, back at home for you, you know? Yeah. And, and us. We're going to yeah. try to be. Um... So the next one is a deep cut. Deep, deep. Uh, this is a Coldplay song uh, from their Clocks single EP, and this song is called Crest of Waves. Um, I'm not super familiar with this one. Yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, this one for me, I think, fit because it's one of those, like, you could look at everything that's going on in your life and be like, well, it could be worse. And I, I do need some help. Uh, so I really hope someone hears me. I just really hope that yeah. someone can hear me calling out from Request of Waves. Or like, you know, I, it's need all crashing down. Yeah, I need I just, my partner. I need my partner. I need yeah. someone. I just need you to come and get me. It's like I'm, I, I could be all by myself, but, you know, you're here and I just need you to come and acknowledge that I need help right now. You know, yeah. and I think, again, this is a familial thing and I think it's. I think it fits really well with the side. Yeah, it's it's a really nice song, and I'm I'm a little ashamed I'm not more familiar with it because you know I 
you know, I genuinely did Coldplay. Me too. I, Favorite band in high school. I'm not going to talk shit about Coldplay no, here. It's You're been not a while get, since I've yeah. liked something by Coldplay, but I feel like when I liked them, they were producing some of their best stuff. Yeah, I got to see them on the Russia Blood, Blood to the Head tour. Oh, and so jealous. It was so fucking good. Like, it was perfect. Drove up to Ottawa in a snowstorm Yeah. Um, on, a, on a school night. Oh. This band that nobody remembers called The Music. They were sort of like London rave kids. Uh, <laughs> just so loud. Opened up for them. Then Coldplay came out and just like completely fucking tore the oh house down. God. It was that would so be good. so cool to see that. It, it was really good. Well, this is, a, this is a deep cut. This is a B-side basically from Russia Blood. So that was like, oh man, that album is so good. We could go on and on. That's but I could go. I could go on and on about Russia Blood to the Head. Yeah, this is the Bare Naked Ladies slash Russia Blood to the Head <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, Boner Podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's uh, Crest of Waves by Coldplay, off the Clock single. Uh, the next song is a song by Whitest Boy Alive off the album Rules. This song is called Courage, and. Are they Swedish? Show some courage. They are... Or is it Norwegian? Oh, God. I, they're Scandinavian. Scandinavian, That's yes. all I know. We got Scandinavian. Yeah. They, <laughs> but again, like the same type of... The same feeling where it's like... Norwegian. You, you're hearing uh, yeah. it for the first time, but you've heard it a yeah. million times. It's already in your blood. Yeah. So uh, the guy who's fronting this band also fronts another band called Kings of Convenience, which is like Simon and Garfunkel meets... Like a very sincere flight of the Concords. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's a good description. Uh, so good. I actually love Kings of Convenience. I really love Whitest Boy Alive because they've got some grooving bass lines. They've got very very simple music making, like songwriting techniques. Like if you listen to this song, it's just a Rhodes, uh, a bass, and a guitar. That's it. And, and, the vocal, and then you get the vocals by Irland Way. The vocal delivery is a little bit Arthur Russell to me. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. For yeah. Sure. I mean, like, you can listen to a lot of music and not hear what you're hearing in Whitest Boy Alive, I think. Even though it feels really familiar, it's it, so unique. It doesn't quite, yeah, yeah it doesn't quite like, hit the same way. Yeah, totally. And it seems really, like, uh, produced, like, in a certain way. Anyways, this song is called Courage. Again, I think that this song really just harkens back to the, if things feel rough, if things feel tough, if things feel like you're down and out, Show some courage and you will be surprised how much you can just change your whole outlook and where you find courage. Absolutely. You, know? you can, if you find courage deep within yourself, within an, indivi- an individual, you know, that just happens to give you a smile, happens to give you a word that you're able to take something away from courage in unexpected or expected places. This is a really good song for that. Yeah, I think so too. Nice choice, sir. Thank you. Um, my last song on this album, on this side, I mean, on this album, is called We Are Explorers, and it's off of the Free Your Mind album that Cut Copy put out in 2014 or 15. Someone a while ago. fact check me on back that. There. It was. It was a couple of years. I feel like it's been at least, it's been over a year. I know that for sure. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It was a summer album for me. Um I really like Kakabi. They're, these guys are from Australia, I believe. Yeah. Um, I won't lie. When I heard this song on your side at first, like for an, an, a fucking split second, yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how Kakabi fits into this. But then, then 
I forgot how fucking good Kakobi was. I know. <laughs> so good. And I feel like this song is so it's this is a great way, I think, to end this side, I think, yeah. for me. Um this is one of those songs where it's just like it, it, this for me ends the side the way it began, where it's sort of just like go out there and just like explore, you know, yeah. like just go out there and get out of your comfort zone. Know that you are loved by someone somewhere and feel like you can take on whatever happens, even if you're just going down the street, if you're going on an adventure across the country, if your family is like in a different country like miles away, like you can get to them, you know, you can get out there and you can see the world. You can do whatever you need to do and know that like there's a support system ready for you and you can explore. I think, I think it's great symmetry. You know, the fact that you started off with the, the Eddie Vedder song about, you know, embarking on an, an adventure really, really by yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Cause that, the movie that was the soundtrack for was telling about a man essentially going off to die by himself. Yeah. And that was, you know, well, let's just say his adventure was to mix results. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. My apologies. Um, but you no, know, I know, but then when you get to the end of your side, you have this song, which is very like, it's cut copy being like, we are explorers. Yes. Let's go on an adventure together. Yeah. Like We're you don't have to do it to alone. The morning sun together. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to be alone. Like you can do it by yourself. But why don't you do it with me? Yeah. You know, or you know, whoever you got, whoever you got with you, yeah. through, through fate, through happenstance, whoever you got with you, you know, set out. Yeah, on I mean, adventure. the author of the book Into the Wild, McCandless. What's his first name? Oh, son of a bitch! Don't do this to me. Oh, okay. Anyways, I, I didn't have that pre-pulled up. No, it's okay. <laughs> I uh, in the movie, there's a line that he says that. New experience, something I'm I'm fucking paraphrasing. I don't remember. No paraphrase, per, paraphrase your uh, heart away. New experiences are best when they're shared, and I feel like this song sort of brings back that idea that like it's it's fun to go out and explore. It's better to go out with someone else and do it together and have that shared experience, have that memory, make memories. Yeah, and I really would encourage anybody, all of you. You know, to to make as many memories as possible. Uh, the writer of that book was Sean Penn. I'm just fucking with you. Know, that was, <laughs> he just uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. <laughs> it's the autobiographical novel of Christopher McCandless. Christopher right. McCandless. That's right. Okay, I was ghostwritten by Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Had, <laughs> Anyway, this is my room and I'm out of here. That's side B. That's side B. We really hope you liked it. This is the first episode of Make Your Fucking Bed. Uh, email us at Make Your Fucking Bed Podcast or sorry, MYFB Podcast at gmail.com. Do we that's make that Gmail? That's not a real. <laughs> We're going to make that real soon. Though. MYFB Podcast at gmail.com. Um, send in your letters. We'll make you a fucking mixtape. This mixtape is going to Alabama, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I really hope that you all make your fucking bed every day. Make your fucking bed. Make your fucking bed. And have a great day. Bye.